Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Four Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok, and here's what we do on Databank Dive. We go into the StarWars.com databanks, we pick a character, a location, a show, uh, or a figure, or maybe it's a show, uh, whatever's in the databank. If it's there, we'll randomly uh, pick it, uh, we'll present it to the other, the other person today, Joseph's presenting to me, and we will discuss it. We did this on The Companion, a great sci-fi app. A first season is there if you want to check it out. 
check out the companion and do so as well. But this is our 21st episode of our public-facing version of Data Bank Dive. And Joseph, I'm excited to dive in to see what you got today for us. Yeah, well, I, I was racking my brain for the the wild, the weird, and the wondrous, and there was something that really got a very special highlight, in my opinion, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi television show that I wanted to spend some quality time with, and that is Luke Skywalker's T-16 Skyhopper, the real ship, and the toy. This is a bonus episode. This is like a fire sale at a mattress store. You're getting both. Both for the price of one. We're talking about the real ship and the toy. This is amazing. Yes, this has uh, this goes way back and also is so present today in Star Wars discussions. Love it. Exactly. Uh, so here is what we do. We always start with the StarWars.com databank uh, and see what they have to say, if they have anything to say. Sometimes the StarWars.com databank is shockingly silent, uh, but yeah. not so with Luke Skyhopper. Here is what the databank has to say. A high-performance airspeeder capable of reaching a planet's troposphere. <laughs> T-16 Skyhoppers were fast and maneuverable, a combination that could be dangerous for young pilots. Luke Skywalker owned a two-man Skyhopper, but burned out the instrumentation during a reckless trip through Beggar's Canyon. He was left to play idly with a model of his beloved craft until he could make the T-16 airworthy again. The controls of a T-16 were similar to those of a T-65 X-Wing, which allowed Luke to join the rebel attack on the Death Star at Yavin. That is jam-packed with uh, comedy and uh, canon to make sure everything makes sense for everybody. Do you have any reactions to that databank entry? It's amazing. By the way, uh, you you said Luke's... With an apostrophe, Luke Skyhopper, but it sounded like you said Luke Skyhopper to me. And I was like, that's <laughs> exciting too. What if that had been the name? His uh, weird he, cousin. His weird cousin. It is his cousin. Uh, this is great. This is great. It, it connects so much. Um, a lot of it, as we'll discuss here, uh, things I didn't, even though I grew up with this ship, I didn't grow up with a lot of this knowledge. It, it's so weird. It's something, a lot of it came to me late in Star Wars, connecting all the dots. Uh, of course, a lot of it is in A New Hope, but yeah, I just looked at this ship in a special way. So I love what it's saying here. So much there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Like, uh, I, I always knew the line T-16, but I didn't quite realize that was the model he was playing with. It took me a long time to notice mm-hmm. that, oh, the, the actual ship is back there in the garage. Um, I remember when the Power of the Force 2 action figure line came out and they actually made a T-16 Skyhopper. I was like, will, will everything, anything else ever be this deep cut again? And uh, <laughs> I, was, I was young and naive. The answer to that is yes. But at the time, it felt like this is so deep bench to have a toy of the T-16 Skyhopper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I, you were in the, you and I are in the same spot where, you know, now it's, you wouldn't, this wouldn't get past anybody. You'd have 39 YouTube videos up within an hour of here's what's in the background. This ship is this. And, uh, and I love those videos. Obviously we're, we're, we're pals of Star, uh, Star Wars explained himself, Alex and Molly. And I love those videos, but we didn't have that growing up. So therefore I just, I never saw that ship. I never connected it. And I don't care what edition of new hope I saw. I just never <laughs> connected it and never thought that the T-16 back home was what he was playing with. I just never, never connected. It's a, it's a little star Wars blind spot. I guess. Yeah, no. And it's, it's one of those things that's a, it's a different time and you are rewarded differently. And I, it still happens, but in a different way mm-hmm. where you see something in the background and you connect this to that and, and you get uh, more rewards, more explosions of joy down the line, which is uh, certainly what the T-16 is. Uh, maybe not joyful for the Womp Rats. We'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we always go to Wikipedia to see uh, what they have to say because they often have much more to say than the data bank. Uh, this really cracked me up. If you go to uh, you know, Wikipedia or, or other sites, 
you know, if it's something that is a common name or wildly different things, you'll get the, mm. uh, you know, differentiation notice, right? I mm. don't see those that often in uh, Wikipedia. There's a couple things in Star Wars, but this one just cracked me up. It says real big uh, at the top of the T-16 Skyhopper article. This article is about Luke's real <laughs> Skyhopper. You may be looking for his toy replica. There's <laughs> just a little bit of judgment in the way it's phrased in this, this ambiguation. It really is. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, clearly, I think there's a little bit of valuing the real first. So uh, yeah. we'll read that one first. Then we'll talk about the toy. It really does uh, sound like that. You, you look like someone who only plays with toys. <laughs> you, you may not go hard enough for the real Skyhopper. So maybe you need to start with the toy and build your way up to reading about the real Skyhopper. Uh, here's what they have to say about the real Skyhopper. Skywalker often took joyrides in his Skyhopper where he would use Womp Rats as target practice with his friend Wyndham Marstrap or race through Beggar's Canyon with his friend Big Starklighter. After an incident where Skywalker threaded the needle during a dangerous high-speed run through Beggar's Canyon, the T-16 ended up severely damaged. Luke was forced to leave his Skyhopper at home while it was undergoing repairs. It was docked in the Lars Homestead garage when Skywalker's uncle purchased the droids C-3PO and R2-D2. Good, good, solid, straightforward stuff. Um, I I, I would assume Wyndham Marstrap is uh, more famously known as Windy. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) But it's like, who's this? Uh, I didn't know Luke had a friend who was an English banker from 1882. What's who's Wyndham Marstrap? Uh, Like any good baseball team, just given the nickname of Windy. See, get it? Your name's Wyndham. We call you Windy. It got you windy. Uh, any reactions to those uh, those basics from Wikipedia? This just reads like a wonderful uh, summary of comics I have read, but maybe forgotten or haven't read. <laughs> yeah, the specificity of threading the needle. I mm-hmm. believe the needle is that one big uh, uh, outcropping that we see uh, uh, a couple yeah. different places in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice and straightforward. Not a ton of other stuff. Uh, so we move on to the toy. A toy t- T-16 Skyhopper was owned by the human male, Luke Skywalker. In 9 BBY, the Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi purchased the toy from the Jawa Tika after they had brought it to him in his cave on Tatooine. Kenobi left the toy outside of Skywalker's home, but Skywalker's uncle, Owen Lars, returned it to him the next day and informed the Jedi Master to stay away from his family. Sometime later, Reva Sevender, a former Inquisitor of the Galactic Empire, attacked the Lars in an attempt to kill Skywalker. Lars allowed Kenobi to meet Skywalker, and he gave the toy to the young boy. Yes, he did. I know it might be a controversial moment, but man. I love that moment. Uh, any reaction to the description of the toy T-16 Skyhopper? Again, sounds like a TV show that we all watched. And I love it. Uh, look, there's a lot here and a lot to the toy. And, and you're right. I guess it's that final sequence could be controversial if you're just someone who likes Star Wars but doesn't want or need everything to connect. And I don't think it's as simple as just, oh, we get the story to the toy. It's just pretty powerful, pretty powerful use of this symbol that this toy is for Luke and the life that he wants. Uh, So therefore I'm with you. It's a great moment. The stuff with Owen, uh, you want to meet him. I know that moment is great for you. And and I Mm -hmm. love uh, hearing you talk about it, but it's all there. And, and also again, uh, we're not going to talk about, this is a toy in star Wars. The, the meta levels are just uh, off the charts. Uh, So I love everything about it. And uh, just makes me actually want to rewatch Kenobi. 
Yeah, no, there's so many things that make me want to rewatch Kenobi. So we'll keep moving on our podcast so we can make some quality Kenobi time. How would you physically describe the T-16 Skyhopper, both the real one and the model version, since the model is shockingly accurate to the real ship? Uh, I'm putting this, I'm calling this a geometric masterpiece. Just a lot of <laughs> angles and triangles and quadrangles and rectangles. Uh, it is, uh, you got the center, uh, which is kind of a, a little bit of a of a floating, um, I guess you could say that that's the triangle part for me. Uh, it's not unlike a, a Lambda class shuttle, but it'd be a precursor for us there. Uh, so you got, you got a, a, a triangle to sit in and you got wings, just akimbo everywhere. Just three wings, the top, the two coming out. And it's uh, it, it's heavily armed. At least some of the photos I'm looking at. I don't think Luke's is as armed as some of the ones that uh, I'm looking at. This concept or this actually this art piece might be from a comic or something. It's got a blaster underneath, but Luke's probably had something because, as we know, he liked to bullseye womp rats. So there you go. It's a bunch of flying shapes coming at you yeah. fast. <laughs> it really is. We're going to the same thing. The overall, you know, shapes do it, it make me think triangle. There are a lot of different triangles from lots of different angles. So when I think of the T-16 Skyhopper, I think, hey, what if a triangle was angry? Uh, <laughs> it, it looks like it's so it's so aggressive, right? It's moving mm-hmm. fast. It's got that uh, big cannon. I know for myself, one of the ways that I interacted with the uh, T-16 a bunch was in some of the Rogue Squadron games for uh, Nintendo. Uh, that was your practice ship when they were mm-hmm. teaching you how to do different things. Um, and to get various gold medals, I spent a lot of time zipping around Beggar's Canyon in a T-16 Skyhopper. Um, so th- there's that sort of physical, like, what does it look like in the real world? What does it feel like? But uh, I think uh, the other way that I like to the picture the way it looks is is it's it's kind of like a it's a stripped down car right um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it looks like a car that's been kind of uh built to be all engine and wheels uh except for with <laughs> t60 and skyhopper it's like all engine and wings like yeah. there's no comfort seating this is about going fast this isn't about uh, being comfy on a long journey or having much protection yeah yeah <laughs> you know uh i don't i don't know if there are seat belts in the two seats of luke's uh skyhopper no so th- there's something so. about how stripped down it is that's really cool to me absolutely i'm looking close at the toy too the toy prop uh yeah your your description of that cockpit is pretty accurate it just looks like a, a ledge in an apartment <laughs> he's yeah he's flying around in just basically yeah. a little closet that he wants to live in yeah that's crazy. <laughs> yeah great oh and he's got a little handhold anyway yeah. uh for you what is the magic of the skyhopper what does the ship and the toy add to the legend of star wars the ship and the toy as as seen in a new hope an experience in a new hope represents one of our favorite things around here uh, a phrase uh, you know and and, and say uh, it's the tip of the iceberg storytelling hmm. uh, so even though i didn't grow up thinking I, I again it's one of those weird star wars things which seems weird now which is you have wikipedia you have all these videos and these easter eggs and this and that and here's the connections and in 83 for me watching return of the jedi and the new hope and empire i I didn't, I didn't necessarily need to connect it. All I knew is that Luke owned this ship. That's why he could fly an X-Wing. Luke had a toy that he was dreaming about because I had toys I was dreaming about. And it's truly just him speaking about his past, a past I'd yet to learn about. And, you know, as always, I, I love getting more information. I don't need all the blanks filled in, but I do enjoy them because I'm a Star Wars fan and I like it. And I like when they connect. I like when there's emotions behind the connections and the whys. So I think 
we're just now getting what I was dreaming about in the early 80s for me with the, with the Skyhopper. I knew the X-Wings. I could collect the X-Wings. I couldn't collect the Skyhopper, uh, but it was a part of Luke's story so, uh, to that point. And, and I was always there for that. And I think it's a certain bit of magic that it uh, represents. No, I think that's very well said. I think the the idea of we're seeing just a little bit of Luke's past, just that little tiny detail that fleshes out who he is as a person and what kind of world he lives in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the ideas that they represent to me is the um, the ship itself, right? Him having that ship, him having practiced on it uh, to the point where he's he can kind of figure out these controls of the X-Wing, you know, that can kind of lead into the like, let, let's make sure things are explained. Mm. Um, but just the fact that he he has the ship and he loves it and he was really good at it, right? Mm. And it, it Biggs gives him props <laughs> for mm. it. Kenobi gives him props for how great he is in it. There's this direct tie to real world um, youth culture and, mm. and I guess youth of all ages. But this... um this need for personal freedom that that vehicles can represent of being restless and wanting to move fast, wanting to take risks. And I think that part of it is really about youth. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. the the T-16 is really a a symbol of, uh, you know, feeling stuck in your hometown, no matter how big or small it is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and needing some agency, needing to fly, needing to move, needing to go a little faster than you should. So you don't learn just by telling, having Mm -hmm. adults tell you that's a bad idea. When you almost crash into the needle in beggars Canyon, you'll learn that for (laughs) yourself. Um, which sometimes people have to do. It's such a tie, uh, to some of the ideas that Lucas was uh, exploring in American graffiti about Mm -hmm. growing up and about what car culture really means. So I think that is going on with the actual ship, right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. the toy, (laughs) you know, it just, it just banks into Star Wars that, that, we're all Luke Skywalker, right? That yes. that toys are where we start. Toys are where we dream. And if we can't fly a real spaceship, we'll get a toy one and we'll make it go zoom, zoom, zoom with our hands and our mouths, just like Luke Skywalker did in the first film. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, the amount of times I've sat on a couch and grabbed like the TV remote and just flown it like a spaceship. <laughs> anything's a toy <laughs> that that little scene that scene tells us so much about who luke is right that yes. he's just he's he he can't he can't even sit still without dreaming of flying that's how desperate he is uh yeah. to, to head toward the horizon um the 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 moment of staring at the twin suns is a deep version of i i mm-hmm. need to get out there there's a bigger destiny for me and the playing with yeah. this little model is the comedy moment of the same thing you know absolutely you talk about nostalgia being baked into star wars particularly new hope this is part of it like lucas knew like yep we all did this we all sat and dreamed and toys represent that uh and not you know you don't even need to talk about the star wars toys yet it's just what he was uh putting in there i love that yeah no absolutely and then that ties back to you know why kenobi gave it to him in the first place which we will yeah. perhaps talk about more uh, when we come back from this quick break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And we are back with more Data Bank Dive. We are discussing not just a T-16 Skyhopper, the real vehicle, but also the toy version. The model? The toy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between those nouns? Uh, so we talked a little bit about the physical description. We talked about the big picture magic of both uh, the ship and the toy. We're going to get into some details. Ken, what do you think of a toy existing that is an exact 
replica. What does that tell us about the toy industry in the Star Wars galaxy, that there's an exact replica of the T-16 Skyhopper? It's so interesting because we have some other versions of toys all the way through Star Wars. Even recently, Cyril Karn had some Clone Wars uh models action figures in his room Mm, Uh, we've seen stuff even young Jin had homemade toys he had some toys that might have been you know I don't know more organically made out of of, uh, resources and you got this T-16 this makes me think I don't want to get to conspiracy theory here but that the makers the model makers the the actual you know the the makers of the T-16 knew that to boost sales this is what you put the toy out there Put the toy out there. I, you know, I'm not saying Big Auto was behind my matchboxes and Hot Wheels. <laughs> they and didn't did, mind them, though. Didn't mind them. I collected them. I, my parents thought I was going to be a, a car guy. It turns out I, that was not ended up not being the case. Uh, couldn't can't change my oil. Was taught and decided not for me. Uh, and I just take the cars I, I have. Um, but I was obsessed with cars growing up, like Matchbox, Hot Wheels. I'd spin the wheels as a one-year-old, just flip the cars over, just spin them for hours. It was it was a weird thing. There was like, what's what's going on with the little Kenny over here with cars? So I I really respect that uh, that the toy industry in Star Wars would put out exact replicas to make you uh, think about them, to make you play with them, make you dream. So uh, I want to know more about the Star Wars toy industry. Who's making the models for Cyril? Uh, who's uh, other than uh, locals or maybe uh, Galen and, and Lyra themselves making toys for Jin? Uh, who's handcrafting the artisan ones that you find, like, say, if you go to Carmel by the sea and you can get an artisan sweater or a toy shop that has like wood blocks? You're like, where's Lego? I want Lego. Uh, <laughs> no, you got these ones. So it's a different version and it makes me think about it in a way I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I think that's what's fascinating to me about it because there are lots of examples of sort of a crude handmade toys. Mm-hmm. Even if you go to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland or Disney World and everything's, you know, trying to be sort of in-universe and they kind of have some of those like here's a crude mm-hmm. carving of a figure, a famous figure from the, the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jin's toys are, are like that. Um, we got that great Kevin Scott toy or story where Obi-Wan carves mm-hmm. kind of a little ship uh, for for Luke. And the thing that's great about this, it's baked into the first Star Wars film, so it's not like new information. Yeah. But it's like, wait a minute, was there a giant, you know, uh, exact replicas corporation? Did did the corporation exact replicas, did they side with the separatists? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Were they selling like just absolutely uh, mm. great models of trade federation ships, you know, uh, the separatist mm. dreadnoughts? But there's something about Tatooine, the sort of the the remoteness of it, the way that that uh, Tika mm. comes across this broken model, that I I like to think it's not a corporation. This is my headcanon. Yeah, my headcanon is that someone, some uh, one living in Mos Eisley, got sick of all the like what you're describing of like these mm. little artisan carved wooden blocks, like boring. I want yeah. an exact <laughs> replica, and that they started a weird family business. Uh, that's basically Star Wars Hot Wheels. We're like, we're going to make, <laughs> we got the materials, we got the talent, we're going to make exact replicas. Hmm. And, uh, you know, some some kid threw that away and Tika uh, took it out of the trash and that's how it got where it was. That's fantastic. A Star Wars eBay. Star <laughs> Jawas are really just the Star Wars eBay, aren't they? <laughs> uh, so do you think Luke, uh, you know, went out and bought an actual ship that matched his toy. Uh, obviously, we, you can find people who've, yep, I grew up with this Hot Wheels and I sought out that mm-hmm. car. Uh, mm-hmm. But we know the canon. Uh, I think he had the toy first, right? Um, so do you think he was like, I 
I'm so inspired by the toy. That's the ship I need, period. I really think that's how it works, going back to what we're talking about the toy industry, about the the, the makers of this toy, whatever their intention. If this if this was it, it, it'd work. I think he grew up playing with this toy, dreaming of this toy. We've, we've seen him, uh, uh, you know, pretending to fly in the, in the Kenobi show, uh, zoom, zoom in his way without the toy, just riding the, the, uh, the building there. Um, so I, I think it worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this is somewhere that didn't necessarily work on me. I did not have a toy Ford Fairmont when that became my first car. And I, I, that was your first car as well. And I don't think you had a toy Ford Fairmont. So no, uh, not the journey I had, but yeah, absolutely. It makes sense because he's obsessed with it. it it's truly, like you said, car culture, ship culture, whatever you want to look at it. And, you know, you're, you're in, you're on Tatooine. He is kind of remote. I don't know how many times he went into town uh, growing up, but it, it definitely, we know Anchorhead and all that kind of stuff. I, I think as he got older, he probably saw these. It was, it was a dream and, and he probably uh, bo- bothered Uncle Owen until Uncle Owen finally said, all right, fine. You, you work a couple extra, you know, shifts in the field with the, with the droids. I'll, I'll help you get this. I'll put a down payment on your first ship. And I think that's the story there. Yeah, me too. I think this is one of the things that's magical about uh, Kenobi gifting it to him at the end. Uh, I really understand people who are um, uh, just a little fed up with, the, you know, too many connections, too many, and that's where this came from. I, I really get that uh, concern. Uh, but for me, I always try to, to look for what what's the idea behind it. And Obi-Wan was obsessing on needing Luke to be ready for the fight that was coming, right? Yeah. And, and to protect him, right? Um, and by the end, Obi-Wan had this great sort of acceptance of the best training he could have for his future is to just be a kid and grow up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him this toy and it's going to let him dream mm-hmm. and it's going to let him, you know, follow uh, this, uh, this longing for excitement, for adventure, uh, to, for himself, right? Out of play, coming out of play. Um, and I love that, that that's the spirit that Obi-Wan gave it uh, to Luke with. And I love the idea that Luke spent so much time playing with that toy and dreaming about not being like Owen and just staying safe at all times, but going out there and having fun and excitement and finding out what's around uh, the next corner of Beggar's Canyon and seeing mm-hmm. how fast he can go. Uh, that all of that uh, dreaming... Uh, of being a, a part of the bigger galaxy uh, came through that toy. And yeah. it's, it's what, what Obi-Wan wanted. And then I love the idea that he gets to a certain age, Wyndham Marstrap gets a T-16 <laughs> Skyhopper and looks like I'll do anything. I will scrub any part yeah. <laughs> of those yeah. evaporators for any number of hours to increase my allowance so I can get the yep. exact ship I've been dreaming of. Oh, I love it. I love too that it's in a way it's a secret weapon for Kenobi, right? And that uh, all right, fine. You don't want me to give him the lightsaber? Got it. I got it. I got it. But the toy's there. Uh, not that uh, Kenobi was thinking maliciously about Owen, but it works on uh, a lot of ways. So I love that. Love that. Yeah, but when Kenobi's like, I've heard you've become uh, such a great pilot yourself, quite a mm. good pilot yourself. It's like, and it's because of that toy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Luke uh, using the ship uh, to shoot animals? Is it time for justice for the Womp Rats? Uh, yeah, I look, I, I, I love Luke Skywalker and his cousin Luke Skyhopper, but I, I think this is, <laughs> this is, I don't stand for this. Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm, you know, like, I, I don't, well, here's the thing. I don't know what womp rats do. Maybe they kind of uh, need to be eradicated from time to time. You know, I'm a big fan of squirrels as you are. We leave them alone, but the rats come into our house here and, you know, I got to deal with them. But I'm one who goes out of his way to find natural ways to 
keep the rats away, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't work. So I can uh, maybe the womp rats cause some problems. So maybe Luke is doing that. Uh, maybe it starts there. But you know, sport hunting and a skyhopper. I I I just want better from you, Luke. Just want better from you. No, I, I, I agree. I think it is a, a signpost on Luke's growth. He's like, yep. <laughs> I don't think Jedi Master Luke is reflecting back. He's like, it's all connected. We're all part of nature. There's uh, natural cycles. Hey, remember when I murdered those womp rats? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For target practice. Uh, to be fair, I looked them up on Wikipedia. Uh, they are known as pests. Sometimes they hunt in swarms. Okay. I think they're meant to be like scary desert raccoons. Mm-hmm. I get it. I had a raccoon uh, living behind the wall of my bedroom in a house and there was a uh, scratching uh, every night and then we we had the animal uh uh control person come over and go like yeah no that that's a raccoon and just so you know they could burst through that wall anytime they want and they'll be right on your head there's nothing you can do to stop it they can come through that wall if they want <laughs> cocaine raccoon <laughs> exactly it was like cocaine raccoon uh, there, i got a lot of raccoon stories uh it, it was a totally humane thing they you know yeah. uh, used uh, hormones to make them go away. It's yeah. a whole thing. It's a, a thing. whole thing. Uh, but that wouldn't have been as powerful line in New Hope. Like, I've made womp rats go away with hormones. Don't worry about it. That's, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I like the, your phrase. It's a growth point for for Luke. Look, there's not a lot to do on Tatooine. Womp, womp rats cause some problems. So I'm not, I'm not holding Luke to the flame too hard here, but uh, I'm glad he's moved past that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What do you think the ultimate fate of Luke Skywalker's T-16 is? Uh, I guess I was thinking most of the of the, the real ship, but I, we could throw the toy in there. Uh, was it burned in, in the fire? Uh, did at any point Luke go back and, and repair the ship? Uh, did the old lady from Rise of Skywalker steal it? Is that why she was concerned that somebody was there? Uh, look, I, much as I love connections in Star Wars, I'm glad we didn't have uh, Ray finding a broken burn toy version of it. Uh, glad the old lady didn't say, you want anyone there want the toy back? But as far as the, um, the T-16 itself and the toy, I, I really think, I think the answer is the answer. I, I think it was, uh, it was burned. I think it was destroyed. I, I think even uh, you know the stormtroopers would have uh, specifically uh, ransacked the, 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 uh, the garage and, and, and destroyed any, any chance of anyone leaving or telling the tale of what happened there. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not a good fate. I think both are, are, uh, gone buried by the sands of time. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. And, and I, I, I do love connections in star Wars. I, I do understand that we're in an era where we've maybe had uh, a few too many. So I'm, you know, I'm not needing a story of what happened to Luke's uh, Skyhopper <laughs> right now, maybe down the line. Uh, but r- my head cannon is, yeah, it was horribly, uh, burned. Uh, but I think jaw was definitely uh, swooped in and, and I want to imagine that they built like a little, uh, rooftop gazebo on top of one of the sand crawlers out of the remains. Ooh, that's a great idea. Like if you take one of those wings and just prop them up, you've got yourself uh, an awning. You got yourself a, a gazebo up on top of that sand crawler. You got yourself an awning. That's yeah. a great Java phrase. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I, I think we're both on the same page of, you know, we don't need the, the detailed backstory of what happened to the mm-hmm. uh, Skywalker, the Skyhopper vehicle or toy uh, right now. But do you want the vehicle, not Luke's, but somebody else's? Do you want Skyhoppers to show back up in new stories? I do. I'm looking at a show like Bad Batch. You could bring in, mm-hmm. you know, an animated version of it that someone has, maybe a, a clone out on the run or some settlers uh, on a faraway planet that the Bad Batch runs into or something. I'd absolutely love to see them in action. Uh, again, I know they've there's been some appearances in comics or something like that, Legends, of course. But like, yeah, 
in a new way. I don't need to be a super highlight. This is episode four of Kenobi season two called the Sky Opera episode. No, I don't need that. But to see them in action, just be kind of fun after all these years. Uh, it would be fun to experience as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, no, I would love that. If they're, if Skyhoppers uh, across the galaxy are starter vehicles for eager teens, uh, maybe we'll get to see one in Skeleton Crew since that's kind of the uh, Ooh, the break home. demographic we're dealing with. Yeah, and it does seem like it feels like that that's a great example or a, a possibility. Uh, it seems like maybe it's Mando Mandalorian has gotten too big in scope and epic as they keep saying season three is going to be, but it would have been a perfect season one vehicle for someone to have. Not yeah. Mando, but for someone to have. <laughs> Maybe by uh, season four or season five of Mandalorian, uh, Grogu will get his own Skyhopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we always like to make it personal here. Uh, do you want exact toy replicas of every vehicle you've ever owned? You didn't have one growing up, but do you want them now if you could get a suite of, here's all the vehicles I, I've owned, I, now they're in toy form, and I can go zoom, zoom, zoom. I absolutely would love that. I uh I'm, I think I finally stopped because I had to turn the phones in, but I have every cell phone I've owned up until, up until my <laughs> iPhones. And then you start having to like turn them back to get a discount on your new one. Um, but yes, I, 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 I'm, I'm one of those kind of people. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that's good or bad. So, uh, and I did grow up with Hot Wheels and Matchbox uh, toys. Still have a bunch of them in storage. Um, not good condition because I played with them. But yes, I would love this. A, a 1981 Ford Fairmont. Uh, then we got a, like a 91 Plymouth Colt. Uh, Chevy Lumina, 1990, and a 1999 Infiniti, uh, 2004 Camry, and now 2002 Mustang. I got all the crappy cars, and I want figures and toys of them. Yes, so yes, <laughs> we do. I remember them, so I want them. Yeah, no, me too. I I, I hate parting with uh, with old cars, and like uh, I've tried to give them mm-hmm. to charities uh, when I can, and hopefully they yeah. make uh, a, a difference. But uh, I love collecting uh things i have i have all sorts of uh, you know ancient ids and in phones as well yeah. and man yeah. if i could w- when a car finally goes if i could shrink it and add it to my toy collection <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a service yeah i have yeah. My, my 1979 gray ford fairmont my 1978 blue ford fairmont uh wow. the 1989 i think a subaru station wagon stick shift Ooh, we had an 86 <laughs> is it my family had an 86 blue subaru oh station wagon that's amazing it was amazing it was great for hauling props for comedy sketches that's uh awesome yeah, definitely a, a toy of my my blue Toyota Yaris now. Yeah. Uh, fun <laughs> to think about. But if you had a real Skyhopper and you wanted to do something dangerous with it here in Los Angeles, what would you do with your real T-16 Skyhopper? Well, I'd buzz everyone on Runyon Canyon Canyon because I go hiking <laughs> in Griffith Park, um, not up to Runyon, which is the more popular trendy location. But I think I'd buzz people over there. You know, it's like, like buzzing hikers on Runyon Canyon, I'd tell Biggs. <laughs> yeah, I would try to demonstrate my absolute control uh, mm-hmm. by hovering in line at an in and out um, if you're not yes. from the Los Angeles area they often have uh, backups as people go through the the drive-throughs you got to be ready on uh, on mm-hmm. Coenga in particular to dodge around you'll, you'll go past and like what, what's going on is there a backup to the freeway is it was there an accident no it's just it's Tuesday and people want in and out that would be the ultimate way to put you know what a good pilot he is he piloted the T-16 through the pickup line <laughs> at in and out. Amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> mm. uh, all right. We have made it to our final rating. We always like to rate the wild, the weird, the wondrous factor of the T-16 Skyhopper. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos. That is Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, 
How many Lobot heads do you give the T-16 Skyhopper? Look, I, this is one of the ones where I'm going to say it's 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 low. It's it's like a four for me because mm. it, it just works. I connected with it even when I wasn't fully aware what it was. Clearly, for years, I didn't feel the need to connect. I just knew it was a, a spaceship from Luke's past. And that just seems so normal because it connected to my life, which is part of the magic. So in terms of design, you know, this geometric uh, masterpiece, that's a little weird. But what it represented is so um, so real to me that it doesn't seem weird, which I like. Yeah, I, I generally agree with you. I went a little bit higher on my Lobot heads. Uh, I went to 6.5 Lobot heads. Uh, yeah, the design is is kind of uh, funky and, and different, even different within the language of A New Hope. So that makes it, it kind of weird. But you're right. It's so relatable. It's, it's so real world uh, what the T-16 Skyhopper represents uh, to Luke and his pride in it. Um, but mm. I'm edging it up to be a little bit more weird because he has... An exact replica, and uh, unless we're mistaken, we currently don't know uh, where it came from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if yes. it's a custom piece or part uh, of a large uh, corporation uh, that was part of the Separatist Alliance. We don't know, and that makes it <laughs> weird. I like that. I'll take it. All right, there we go. Those are our Lobot heads. Feel free to let us know your Lobot heads about Luke Skywalker's T-16 Skyhopper, the real one, and the toy. Uh, you can find links to all things Force Center on our Twitter at Force Center Pod. That's the best a one-stop shop uh, to find all the different places we're at, including YouTube, where we are trying to build our presence as we've got some plans to do some more stuff with YouTube. We are trying to get to 7,000 uh, followers on there. Uh, I forget what the correct noun is. Subscribers, there we go. <laughs> uh, so if you would like to know the correct noun and subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, just search for YouTube on Force Center. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Kednapsock or go to my website, Kednapsock.com for more. And you can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my YouTube channel by searching Joseph Scrimshaw as well. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for that beautiful toy that Obi-Wan Kenobi gave Luke Skywalker, this has been Databank Dive. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.